Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Franchi is here. We are going to talk about some Formula One garbage. We're going to talk about some IndyCar schedule garbage. We're going to talk about all sorts of garbage today and see where it, where it takes us for the last, for the next 20 minutes to a half hour, however long we run this week. Frenchie is taking over my duties for the non-racing question to start the episode again. So, Frenchie, let's roll. Okay, so my question for today is, what period would you have loved to experience firsthand in history? And what historic event would you have wanted to actually be at? Hmm. Well, I... uh... I you can't know. alter the course of what happened. Okay. You can just be there. I can just be there. Am I am I living if it's like a violent event? Like, can I just like be like an overlooker, like sitting in the treetops watching like Julius Caesar get killed? Yeah, I think you're okay. basically invisible watching okay. this event and you have, have okay. no influence on it. Okay. I want to see like, this is not like a particular event, but like the Vikings like invade lands and whatnot. And because I'm watching... I just started again. I just finished the movie, uh, the show. Shoot, what's it called? The Last Viking. It's on Netflix. I think it's. Is it? Is it the Last Viking? I am. I am pulling up the IMDb on my other computer. Yeah, the last. The Last Kingdom. Sorry, the Last Kingdom. There's five seasons of the Netflix show. I think, or three seasons. I forget. And then a movie and I just finished the movie and I want to go back and watch the TV show again. But so I, I think that would be my pick for a time period. I, I wanted to go with like World War II, but that was seems pretty scary. So I think I'm going to avoid that. Okay, so do you know what you would pick or not? I'll go with the Viking Viking era. Okay, I know that was a long time ago, but yeah. Real long time ago. And I no, like I was it. not alive back then before you idiots asked me that question in the chat after you listened to this. Like it. All right, that's that's a good choice. What about you? Are you just not going to give one? Oh, I get to pick? I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't know. I was considering whether I should give one or not. Of course. I guess if I had to think about it, I would probably want to be there for... The first steps on the moon or something like okay. I think that would be cool to watch and see. Yeah. I guess you can watch it on video, but I think 
that's obviously pretty monumental, something we've never done again. And I'm trying to think of when I would have wanted to live. Most of the TVs and TV shows, not the TVs. <laughs> uh, I don't collect televisions. And music and all that kind of stuff I like is from the past. And even like the style that I would probably wear if I could get away with it in modern times. So I'm going to say that I would like to have lived in the 80s. Pretty that, recent, but yeah, that's kind of depressing I mean, because I was alive in the 80s. I mean, I don't really remember it, but I was. So, yeah, I mean, I I came along shortly after. So, yeah, but I, I mean, be an adult at that time. Yeah, to yeah, fully I got you. It. I guess if I had to pick something different than the Vikings, I would say like. Like the 17, seven, like 1776, like when the country was founded, like kind of old school, you know, original colonial times would be pretty interesting to, I don't know, at least observe. But all right. I like AC and indoor plumbing, so I don't want to live in that time. Period. Yeah, both of the things I picked was like, you know, I, I'm used to my creature comforts, but like maybe like, you know, that's such a small period of history. I wonder what it was like before those, like before you knew what those things were. Because then you wouldn't yeah. be able to complain like, oh, I wish I had air conditioning right now because you wouldn't know any better. No, you just know it feels like crap to be that hot and have yeah. no way to really fix it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll let you lead the news stuff and then we'll get to the IndyCar schedule at the end. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully everyone listened to our interview with Mr. Malukas or our chat with him. We didn't get into a ton of stuff behind the scenes about joining McLaren and sort of his views on joining that team because, I mean, we kind of talked to him off air about a lot of that stuff. And I guess we sort of didn't think to re-ask him again, but most of it we he also, ask. I think, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say is that I don't think he is allowed to say a lot of things and the McLaren PR team is nice enough to let us continue doing the show with him on a regular basis. So we're not going to rock the boat there. Yeah. But yeah. In terms of F1 news, there's not much because obviously we had Japan last weekend and we don't have a race this weekend. Um, I guess we're coming up on Qatar in a week's time and Max can clinch the championship there. Yep. I think if he like gets a podium or something, oh, no. not, he doesn't have to do that much. He out-qualified the field by like six tenths, I think, yeah. at Suzuka. So all of the conspiracy theories about, oh, did the new, the regs about flexi wings and floors and all that stuff, did they change anything for Red Bull? No, they didn't. Red Bull's going to continue to dominate. So I guess we're seeing proof maybe that McLaren is legit because rookie Oscar Piastri got his first podium. And there was some spicy stuff between George and Lewis, which is always fun to watch, in my opinion. And we'll, we don't need to get into my George opinions again, uh, but maybe we'll save that for another day when we have less to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Did you watch the race or did you watch the highlights at all at any point? Nope. <laughs> all right. I, I have read enough to agree with you on the George and Lewis thing, and I have read enough to super impressed with McLaren and how far they've kind of come from when they were absolute hot garbage at the beginning of the year. It's 
don't know. Mm. You don't see turnarounds in season that are kind of that dramatic where you're going from, you know, we are both out of the points finishing in, you know, P18 and P20 to, hey, we got a double podium in P2 and P3. So it's very impressive. I didn't care to watch it because what was that? Was that the 1 a.m. race this past weekend? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even think about watching the highlights, even though I did nothing all weekend. I watched part of it. I think I was just awake. I couldn't sleep. And then I realized, yeah. oh, it's like 1.30 or something. And so I yeah. watched, I think the first 18 laps, I kind of started behind. And then eventually was like, all right, I have to go to sleep and finish this in the morning. But I really could have because I was like half awake waiting for girlfriend to get home from a late night of work. And I, even in my like half awake state at like one fifteen in the morning, I was still like, Dean, no, nope, don't care. Oh man. Okay. Well, this is going to be a fun thing for you then. The, uh, the big F1 news, I think that came out actually today, Thursday, as we're recording this is that on media numbers, are i mean they're still amazing don't get me wrong like they're still incredible and i think other series would love to have them but let me just give you a few numbers and these figures only look at january through may for the past three years but here are some figures so in 2021 mentions on social media 3.19 million in 2022 that's like it doubled it basically because we had 6.14 million minutes and then in 2023 we are now down to 1.83 million um, new followers, there were about 25,000 new followers in 2021, almost a million new followers in 2022, and we're down to under 500,000 new followers in 2023. So I think essentially what we're seeing is the percentage, I think it's about, it's about 46% in terms of new followers. Uh, the social media mentions are down like 70%. And social media reach, which I don't even really know how that's mentioned or measured, not mentioned, is down like 65%. Reach, so, is, reach is essentially, you know, if I like a tweet or if I like an Instagram post and it shows up on your feed as, you know, hey, Mike, like this Y and Z, you know, it's it's just overall impressions. That seems hard to estimate, I guess, but I, on like Instagram. I don't know if you can see that data. Maybe you can. Maybe you get it if you if have you a have professional a, account. Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay. So anyway, they they know those things. And we don't really know why this is, I guess, but we can hypothesize maybe. What what do you think about the so, apparently words like boring and annoying are now becoming high frequency descriptors about F1 rather than positive words like interesting and exciting, which was I guess the I don't know, the, the general sentiment in 2021-ish. 2021 was a uh, a season that, you know, we'll probably, we won't see the likes of that again. Correct. And Correct. You can't really top that. So I guess I understand why some people would taper off, but this is pretty dramatic over a two-year period. I mean, I think part of it is, you know, Elon having his fun with Twitter and algorithms always changing to like a degree, but... Like, I saw some tweets that were like, you know, is that the only thing? Like, no. I mean, 100% part of this is the product is boring. It's, you know, not that exciting right now. 
I think some you're not even people... watching. That's why I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah, because I... you're like the type of person who used to watch that this season's turned you off so much that maybe this fits you of this trend. You understand it better than anyone. Yeah, there's there's not really exciting news in Formula One right now, other than look at the construction and the Vegas racetrack. You know, there's just there's no buzz in between races. And part of that is because the races are boring. Part of that is because there's just nothing interesting going on other than there's another race and Max is probably going to win again. And, you know, there's just there's just not a lot of intrigue. You know, part of that is because of Max. I think part of it is because it's essentially follow the leader every race, even when Signs won in in Singapore. Singapore. Yeah, it you know, he was playing DRS chicken with Lando behind him and whoever was behind him. So it's just, you know, yeah, I could go on for a while about that. But yeah, I think that's, I would say like three quarters of the problem is the product and a quarter of the problem is Elon torpedoing Twitter and Instagram changing their algorithm every week and I can't imagine there's too many Formula One fans on Facebook because of the demographic, but yeah, I, it's just, you know, there's just, I'm not particularly like Qatar is a new track, right? Did we go there two years ago? And then now we're back like in a different track now. Weren't we there? Wasn't that the track that they were at when there was a missile strike nearby? I thought that was Jetta. Okay. Maybe it was, but I'll, I'll see what it was. I I I thought it was for some reason. They were in I called Jetta the middle missile strike Grand Prix earlier this year. I believe that was this year. Oh, okay. But that was in Jetta. You're right. Yeah. So we did go to Qatar. I don't remember when. It was 2020 think... or 2021. Yeah, it replaced something. And then I'll they find it. they took last year off, and they're back there this year. I know nothing about yeah, what the track looks like. Uh, and here's I, a picture. It looks like a a squiggle. Uh, why can't you see that? I can't. Yeah. Camera's not adjusting at all. I think because the the blur background you have. But you know, real quick oh, on I Vegas, that I do that for my classes. The the yeah, I still can't see it. You have to text it to me. Oh yeah, it looks like a looks like a spooky ghost, like waving its arms in the air. Yeah, I guess that's a good track for for early October. But you know, Vegas. It's a rich person's race at one o'clock in the morning, which for a U.S. race time is literally the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen. I have no, I am not planning at all to watch that race at all that weekend. I think maybe here in the U.S. people are realizing that I'm never going to be able to afford. Most people are never going to be able to afford to go to a Formula One race. And don't care. You know, Drive to Survive isn't as gripping as it was three or four years ago for multiple reasons. So I think, you know, there's a lot of things adding to this. Uh, yeah, actually, I think you make a good point. I also wonder if some of it, it has to do with that the driver market is very much set right now. So there's not any real intrigue in terms of ooh, who's going to take this seat, who's going to take that seat. I mean, there was. Yeah. For a little bit, but there's but it not wasn't much that exciting right now. Still, no, and I I don't know 
maybe it's the, that there's not really the rivalry, like you're saying that you're more not seeing the driver's personalities come out as much because they're not fighting as much on track. So correct. They're just going to the race and going through the motions. I hope that F1 will look at these numbers and maybe make some changes, right. And maybe do some things about DRS and, you know, pricing and all that. I mean, F1's always been, I, I mean, as far as I know, has been super expensive. I mean, it's probably the most expensive form of motorsport to go to as a spectator. But if you can't even dream of saving up a little bit of money to go to one of those events once a year and bring, you know, a friend, a significant other, your family, whatever, then I do think that would turn you off of wanting to follow that sport. It's just so exclusive yeah that it the, the allure wears off yep what else we got part of me also actually wonders before i move on yeah and this yeah. will segue nicely into the other piece of news if maybe people were i doubt they were that excited but there's no american link to f1 really holding holding the fans attention like lewin sergeant has been unfortunately pretty disappointing, terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a ton of crash damage and I would not be surprised if we don't see him there next year at Williams, even though the team has come out and said they have very specific goals for him and he, they want him back in the car is what they said. Yeah. And so that doesn't tell us really anything about whether or not he'll be there. I know he's got a lot of financial back, but I mean, between him and Haas, there's the American connections are very weak. So something either needs to be done potentially about that, because I guess we didn't see how much of that social media downward trend is due to the U S and fans kind of giving up, but I'd hedge my bets that it, that's a significant portion of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the other thing, okay. unfortunately, sorry, with, you know, Logan Sargent no, possibly not being back. It's like, sure, that Jack Crawford is an F2, but there's zero seats for him next year. There's no room right. for him to go. And other than that, there's not many Americans that are close at all to F1. So it's, I mean, Logan isn't helping the case. And this is by no means, Logan is a very small percentage of why numbers are down here but even on USA, oh, yeah. even on usa tv or usa network whatever it is nascar had a better audience than it did last year and like tripled formula one which is not encouraging for formula one fans because usa network doesn't really do good tv numbers for the most part on anything so yeah continuing Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. 
We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I think that's pretty much all the F1 news I had, except for as we were about to record, we did find this little interesting tidbit that I want to read and get your reaction. So there is a certain IndyCar driver in this article that I found he's called a star, which I would argue that he's not yet a star. Maybe he will be eventually. But essentially what this person, I'll tell you who it is afterwards. No, I think you already know, but yes, yes. This individual said, Hello is outstanding because for me, he is the best driver in the world. In my opinion, if he's not the best, he's among the three best. In my opinion, Alex Blow, of course, is more complete than Verstappen. What Pelot does in IndyCar for me is really like being an, an extraterrestrial, but it is a very subjective opinion. Verstappen is another alien too. Don't let Verstappen's followers criticize me because I have Verstappen in limbo too. But for me, the fact of racing on ovals makes IndyCar drivers different because the oval is the absolute extreme and F1 doesn't have that. That's why for me as a driver, Pelot who's the standard difference in all types of circuits and all types of disciplines makes him the best. And this was uh, Augustine Canapino, who obviously has seen his share of conflict and praise, I would say, over the course of the season, both uh, in equal measure. And it's just interesting. He's obviously not afraid to ever speak his mind, which you got to respect that. And uh, he's I'm sure we've seen what the Argentinian fans can be like so they will defend their boy, Augustine, if the Verstappen fans find this quote and go after him. So I, that's why I wouldn't imagine that Augustine's very worried about it. <sighs> yeah. So I think part of this is like sort of like a recency bias. Like, you know, I don't I don't know if Canapino has been to an F1 race, you know, in the last couple of years. I, tr- I truly don't know, but. He has been to every IndyCar race in the past year. So, you know, he sees hello. I get the oval point. You know, it is a good point for the most part. It's ovals are not easy despite how easy they look on TV. But, mm-hmm. man, I... If you're going to say he's one of the best three right now, that means he's better than... Like I still, I don't know if I would put him above Scott Dixon yet, because I think Scott Dixon is the ultimate masterclass in IndyCar. I would say Newgarden would probably be above him in IndyCar, although maybe not this year because I think he was a little bit inconsistent. Will Power is still a better qualifier than Pelo, at least on you know out like right one lap pace. Oddly enough, Chip Ganassi only had one pole this year. It was the Indy 500. Otherwise, they did not have a single pole position this year, despite as good as they were. But anyway, I would say Polo is in the top five to eight drivers currently 
and I think, you know, another year or two in IndyCar, sure, we're talking top three, top five for sure. But I don't, I don't know. I'm hesitant to like give him that because there's Lewis Hamilton, there's Verstappen, there's Dixon, there's Power who have won, you know, dozens of races, dozens of pole positions, dozens of podiums who have done this over a longer period of time. It's like the sports debate when you're like, you know, is who's who's an NFL rookie right now? The Colts quarterback, since, you know, we talk a lot of IndyCar and Anthony Richardson as a rookie. You know, is he going to be in the Hall of Fame one day? Well, sure. You know, he looked pretty good in the preseason and, and solid in the first couple of games. But you got to do this for 10 plus years to be considered one of the goats. So I'm not quite right. there yet. No, I think that's fair. I wouldn't yet maybe put him in that. He's in the elite status like he's in that that conversation but i agree that he's i mean winning two titles yes he's amazing he's basically done i always look at this i don't know why but i see a lot of parallels with alex zanardi with with pillow i just i don't know just his career a little bit is like kind of similar um and zanardi we don't talk about as being necessarily one of the greats but he also unfortunately had an accident right and didn't continue he went back to f1 and had a terrible year with williams in an uncompetitive car then he came back and wasn't with Ganassi anymore and had an accident. So who knows what he would have gone on to do. And maybe Polo will see in the long term. Like you said, maybe he'll eclipse Dixon. Who knows? That would be pretty yeah. miraculous and outstanding. But I mean, it's, yeah, we do have to give it some time. It's also like when they're like, oh, is uh, you know Josh Allen the next Tom Brady in the NFL? It's like, well, maybe, but he hasn't he's only played for four years and not 20 years and hasn't won six super bowls so no but anyway who's the next zach wilson no i'm just kidding <laughs> anthony richardson i don't know i'm i'm far from you a football expert. all the Colts fans <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair they, they are a sad franchise i'm just i'm literally just doing that to poke fun at them they have a good young they have some good young players okay IndyCar schedule time. So I'm going to share yes. a few positives. Maybe we'll criticize a few things, but we don't need to spend too long on this. Some good. Milwaukee back is great. If people show up, it's a doubleheader, which is cool. I want to go. Yeah, I think I think so, especially because, you know, we can't do St. Pete next year. So. Oh, you know, so that have... person's getting married, right? Yeah, I don't know why you would do that. I well, the schedule wasn't released when this dude <laughs> scheduled his wedding, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I guess I'll be watching practice at the aisle. We watch qualifying. Yeah, can I like? Is it like rude to like watch qualifying while I'm, you know, standing behind you at a wedding? Is that un? Is that mean? Well, the wedding's on a Saturday, and it doesn't start until later in the evening. So maybe yeah. we'll be done with everything by then. Yeah, I can watch IndyCar before my wedding to like chill out and yeah, have fun. Yeah, I like that. Okay, you know Texas being gone is a bummer. We can debate that for days whether it's IndyCar's fault or Texas's fault. There's probably a little bit of both. I don't think we need to waste time on that. Nashville Wait, finale. Uh, blame PJ one. Yeah. Uh, Nashville's finale is cool. I think it's going to be a great time and a year banquet there. Love it. Psyched. The Olympics 
does put a cramp on the midseason schedule. You know, almost have like an F1 summer break. I don't really care either way. I have two bummers. There's one less race on big NBC this year versus last year, and we're down three or four from two years ago. So there's a couple more in USA. The first Saturday race at Milwaukee is Peacock only. So there's two Peacock only races next year, which listen, I have Peacock. I pay for it. I don't think this is not a me thing. There's two things about that. You get 8,000 messages on social media those weekends of I'm not paying $5 for this garbage. Screw IndyCar. I'm going to watch e-scooter now. And that's annoying. And two, the the number the TV numbers while never published are going to not be good, so I just feel like this positive TV number you know momentum we've built over the last couple of years might level off more than we're expecting it to, just by the fact that like USA Network, it's just not going to do the same numbers that NBC is doing. It's just not. So yeah. that's my that's like my big worry. You know, we can debate moving tracks around and, you know, Portland being somewhere different, Laguna being significantly earlier in the schedule, but the USA network thing is the thing that concerns me the most. I agree. And kind of bouncing off of that or continuing off of that, it's not a good thing to be in that risky situation of ratings declining when you're about to be at the end of your TV contract and have to negotiate a new one. Yeah, that's just bad timing. And I don't think, I mean, hopefully they don't taper off that much where they basically don't have leverage or the deal-making ability that they would have wanted. But yeah. I guess that could play into things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I don't know. It's, you know, there's some good, this is not doom and gloom by any means. It's just, I'm just curious how this is going to play out in the end. I'm super happy there is not, 17 indie gps next year you know one Mm -hmm. in may is enough and honestly i'm kind of over that as well but yeah i you know we'll we'll see i'm i'm curious you know i'm thinking we'll probably get season two of the indie car drive to survive i don't even remember the name of it to be totally honest with you drive to in wasn't it road to may road to in Damn, I don't know why I I didn't watch any of it either because it wasn't full really. Follow the yellow brick road to people are going to be like screaming into their head. Oh, right I'm getting I'm going to get slaughtered. It was yeah, I'm going to get slaughtered. Well, I don't know what it was either. Hundred days to indie, right? Yep, yep. Road to hundred yeah. days to indie. Yeah, yeah. We were we were not that close, but that's okay. So yeah, I, n- none of my concerns are like gigantic issues, but it's enough to make me kind of like uneasy. And I think we saw racer right about that and a few other things and the only thing i'll leave it with is texas offered indycar a fall date instead of the spring date to move nascar to the spring and one you know they couldn't come to an agreement i don't you know can't blame indycar or can't blame texas because we don't know the facts beyond that but that's better than the finale then i don't think so because they already announced you know, Nashville is the finale and build it as the finale, you know, a couple months ago. So I just okay, don't so know where some kind of September. Yeah. Date? Maybe it would have okay. fit in. Like if there wasn't an Olympic break, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the case, but you know, we'll, 
we'll see in 2025. But that's all I got. Yeah, it's just it's kind of sad that a track. I mean, we've been to that race multiple times and no one's there. I mean, yeah. it's one of the most relaxed events to cover because the facility at Texas is actually really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of it's not that far either from Dallas as a city. So it's really easy to just get there and go see that race. And the racing's, I mean, in 2022, right? Or was it 2022 or was it this past year that it was just way better? This year was good. Last year was decent. It wasn't, last year was still an okay. improvement though. But yeah, so it, it, it had been improving and we didn't, still didn't see that many people there. And so you just can't continue with an event that, you expect to try the promoter to kind of eat the money, right? Yeah. yeah. If they're, they're not going to make back to put on the event. So I don't know who, like you said, is to blame for this. It's sad that a track that's been on the IndyCar schedule since 1997. So 26 years is now leaving, yeah. but change happens. And I don't think it's the doom and gloom that some people are treating it as like some people are really upset about it. I wouldn't say that's the case. I still think we need more ovals and I would like to see more markets covered, especially the Eastern part of the United States where there is nothing except for Florida. Yeah. Like just something, the Roval, New Hampshire. I, I don't mean, know. Is, is Florida even part of the Watkins United States Glenn. anymore? We kind of pretend Florida doesn't exist except for our buddy, George. Well, that's kind of like Texas. They'll yeah, secede yeah. eventually, probably. <laughs> They'll form their own country. Okay. We, we don't want to get too political here, so we're going to wrap it up there. And there's NASCAR this weekend, which is racing in the round of 12. I think there's one more race in the round of 12 after this weekend before they narrow it down to eight. Where the yeah, they're at? Ma- where they're are at they this Talladega. weekend? Talladega. Talladega. Okay, that's right. I should have known that because I was just talking about it an hour ago with somebody, but that's my brain today. Okay, everybody, hope you enjoyed Malukas, like Frenchie said. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next week. We're having uh, another special interview to do next week. So that'll be out Thursday as well. So see ya. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.